This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle. It's the new year. Happy 2021. I can't believe uh, 2020 is in the books, but uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of different feelings about it, so maybe it's for the best that we just close that chapter for the moment. Right. But 2021, you know, a lot of, I think, well, by the way, Tana, welcome to the show. Since Thank you. You're already secretly, t- you gave away the surprise. Oh, I sorry. thought I was going to do the like, is it, you know, people sit around and say, is it going to be Tony? Is it going to be Tana? Who is it? And then here's Tana making noises. Surprise. Blowing the surprise. <laughs> so uh, Tana's on the show today, but yeah, it's 2021 and it's an interesting year, right? You know, the, the, the world of finances was very confusing last year for a lot of people. I think it was fascinating how there was so much chaos, so much angst, so much upset. The reality was, even though there was a lot of volatility and a lot of chaos, the, the reality was most people from a retirement planning, from an investment standpoint, if you made good, healthy decisions with your investments and you didn't freak out, you actually did pretty well last year. Right. Um, you know, which is just one of those confusing puzzle pieces in a year of just utter chaos in many respects. I mean, you get into politics and certainly obviously the pandemic and just, you know, uh, I mean, simple things, you know, being trapped at home, not being able to go on planned trips. I mean, there was so much that happened last year. Yeah. But as long as you were a prudent investor, you didn't panic and sell when the market was crashing in March. You didn't panic and sell before the election. You know, and I, you know, I don't want to point any fingers, but I do know a number of people that did. Um, you know, didn't necessarily work out well. I think, I think perhaps Tana, the takeaway of it is, is you always have to weigh things objectively, and and when you try to take too much emotion into your financial investing decisions sometimes it doesn't work out so well. Yeah, no, I agree. So we got to be unemotional. I mean, heck, that's what my job is. That's what Tana's job is, is to try to give you the unemotional information you need so you can make informed decisions. For example, we had a lot of people that we encouraged to actually get more aggressive last March and April. Right. And to be fair, Tana, you were there in some of those conversations. People were like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, and how well did that play out for those people that said, okay, that makes sense? No, it was fantastic. Fantastically. You know, the same exercise, you know, talking to the people that wanted to move to cash and get out um, prior to the election. How well did that work for them? Yeah, not, not, not good well, at all. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, geez, the, the election week alone, the stock market was up 7%. So, and I could get into the semantics and the why, the where, the when, the blah, blah, blah. I think uh, what's important is looking at 2021. You know, we're in a new year. I am a optimistic human being. I'm not a pessimist here at the moment. There's plenty of reasons, you know, because I hear them all the time of why right. you can be pessimistic. But look, I look at things in simple measures. The reality is, as ugly as things are, as bumpy as things are, 
the economics in the U.S. are still very reasonable. They're still improving. They're still strong. So that's a positive for the stock market going up. Because remember, in the end, what is the stock market? It's basically a bunch of companies with a question mark. And the question mark says, did they make any money or not? And so if a company keeps making money, guess what? We can keep progressing. And so the market bottomed out. We had a recession. GDP imploded the worst it's ever imploded. It was then back up the best it's ever been back up. I'm hearing a lot of um, economists' opinion that the fourth quarter GDP could be up another 5%. All of these things are very positive things. Yes, definitely. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean it's not a bloodbath, right, Tana? I mean, uh, you know, restaurant industries, hotel right. industries, the cruise lines, the airlines, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, entertainment. Um, all of that stuff, it's still a, a total bloodbath. Sure. You can look at, you know, sectors in the stock market from 2020. Energy was still down, gosh, 45, 50%. Financials were still down almost 20%. You know, technology did phenomenal. Um, you know, things like that. So it was an interesting year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but with market prognostication, which is all we do here, which is just guessing how awesome it's going to be and <laughs> have no, having no real clue, is I think with positive economic data, I think there's going to be some positive earnings, positive GDP. The vaccines are all rolling out. We've basically got three vaccines rocking and rolling here in yep. the world. So that's a positive. And to be fair, the government is still dabbling with stimulus. And I'm not a huge advocate of stimulus. That's a that's another show for another day. But the reality is, is stimulus is kind of like steroids for the stock market. It puts more money out there. Um and so I think when you look at the trifecta of all that stuff, barring the next problem, you know, I, I don't know what that is. Um, you know, nuclear bombs flying around. Um, Hopefully not. Aliens coming, coming down <laughs> from outer space. The, the unfriendly ones, obviously. I, I guess some friendly ones would be fine. Um, certainly the uh, coronavirus, COVID shifting into something bigger and messier. You know, even even in the last couple of weeks, we've seen some new strains. Right. And they say they're a little more contagious. That doesn't mean necessarily they're more deadly or something has changed. Um, we don't even know how well the vaccines work on those strains. Right. So there's some uncertainties there. But assuming that, you know, the worst is behind us. I think that there is huge merit for 2021 being a good investment year. Or I totally in agree. In some respects, a, a great investment year. So we'll see what happens, right? Definitely. Today was the wrong way to do that. The, the stock market's down today, but you know, we're, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was close. Close guess. Anyways, anyways, a new year brings new things to talk about. And Tana and I were sitting around surmising new shows, um, what we want to talk about. And Tana said that she wanted to talk about empowering women and women in finances because you know there are some specific things that happen in that category and you know tana you're a woman take it away why am i talking yeah no i think it's exciting because women are earning more than ever they're also starting businesses more than ever uh women are earning or graduating from college more so than men now. So there's this definitely is all good because I I've got four shift. daughters, my four right? daughters, right? Yeah, so I'm just, absolutely. As you talk about this, all I think about is, oh, good. At least someone will be able to take care of me when I'm old. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Capable. Capable. That's important. Totally important. 
so yeah, there's some really great uh, things that we're seeing. Um, and, you know, there's definitely still the challenges, though. Women tend to uh, live longer than men. So yeah. really tough trying to save for uh, retirement. Also, uh, women um, tend to have more part-time work or they enter the workforce uh, later on in life after they've raised children or they have to leave the workforce because they have to, you know, help take care of, um, you know, their aging parents. So they've got some challenges against them, but I think there yeah. are um, things that women innately have, um, qualities that we have that can help us overcome these challenges. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because when you get into the finances of that, I mean, for example, the one thing that just like popped off when you were talking to me was social security is social security is baked on 35 years of earnings. And so like someone like me, I started working basically out of high school. Yeah. I don't know what that was. 18. So right. well, actually I, I had part-time jobs cause I worked for your parents, Tana yeah, no, at the college definitely. pharmacy. <laughs> I had the, the glamorous, the illustrious, the impressive job right? of cleaning the bathrooms at the college pharmacy when I was 16 <laughs> and your sister, all. Melissa, I used to go upstairs. Your sister, Melissa, would be up there doing payroll off of the old time punch cards. You yeah. Know, like where you like literally old stick school. it in the machine. It's all. <laughs> um, and I remember helping her try to do some payroll stuff, too. But but mainly it was I was focused on scrubbing toilets. That is the, um, awesome. You know, and it's amazing that um, with only two toilets in the building, there was so much work for me. <laughs> so it just kind of speaks to the, 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 the pool of employees there. Um, now eventually Tana's dad was kind to me. He, you know, saw, you know, that my Some potential arm arms weren't getting tan anymore from wearing those yellow gloves. He, you know, he saw there was, you know, I had some, so he, he moved me up eventually when I turned 16 and started driving, he actually let me become a delivery driver oh, that's awesome. to deliver medications to all of the local nursing homes. Oh, anyways, anyways, there was a point to the story. And the point was, is I've been working most of my life. And so for me to come up with 35 years of earnings is not very difficult. You know, by the time I work till 60 kind of a thing. Right. Um, in some situations, though, for a woman, if she exits the workforce or doesn't enter it because she ends up being the home caregiver for children, you could lose. I don't, you know. Pick your number, 10, 15, 20 years of earnings before you finally get back in the workforce and start earning Social Security. And so this is why, you know, statistically, uh, women's Social Security is commonly a lot lower than men's. And so that so that even kind of begs the point, like you're saying, Tana, it's it's awesome that women are becoming more successful as you, what did you say? Uh, more graduating college, more starting businesses, yep. making more money, earning more. Correct. But. But in many respects, women are accomplishing all of that kind of from behind, right? Because they already started, you know, kind of with this mild disadvantage because in some scenarios they, they got to they gotta start on, on these positive things after being out of the workforce a little longer than, than their male counterpart. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Sorry, I'm I'm I, I have a control problem with stealing the show. So <laughs> anyways, you can, you can, no, you can have a... You can no. have it back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> women innately, I feel, um, the women that I've met, the women that are in my life, 
Um, even myself, as I've you know matured and gotten older and gone through life experiences, I just feel like we really have natural advantages um, to overcome these challenges because we're talkers, we're planners, we ask a lot of questions, um, we um, we're resilient uh, and also very resourceful. So I just feel like you know there's you know this maybe challenges, but we we really have what it takes to plan for retirement. We need to think about our retirement. What is that going to look like? Uh, Start saving more aggressively for retirement. Um, If you have a 401k um, offered through your employer, definitely start making contributions. Maybe that's a goal for 2021. Um, Or if you're already contributing, maybe if you can up those contribution amounts monthly. Um, And then, um, yeah, you know, there's just lots of things that we can do. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, a lot of that is good for everybody, not just women. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, my wife and I were just sitting around last night kind of talking about the whole theme of um, New Year's resolutions. And it's funny how, you know, the next day you can, everything changes, right? From 2020 to 2021. I mean, in reality, what's different? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but, but for some reason, the psychology of that it's next so true. day is, oh, finally, we're here. We made it. Like, well, <laughs> geez, Louise. Um, and, you know, but but this is a good year, right? I think 2020 stress tested a lot of people mentally. You know, maybe you were a little more prudent with your finances or you thought about your yeah, emergency definitely. preparedness. You know, what are the things that you can do that positively impact you? And uh, that's what's powerful with 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 empowering women. This information we're talking about is anything that you can do that puts you in a better light. You should do right. Yeah. And you take baby steps. I, I just had a conversation the other day with a client about saving money. And I said, look, maybe you need to be saving 500 bucks a month, but right. don't start there. Save a hundred bucks, put it into your 401k, give it a month or two, see if you notice it. If you don't notice it missing in your check, then bump it to 200 bucks. If you don't notice it, bump it a little more. And what you do is you keep bumping until you notice it and, and, and notice it to a point that you have a, we'll say a problem in a sense where, um, my income is a little tight to pay my bills. Okay. Well maybe we've bumped it too hard for the moment and then we can soften it back off, but you don't have to do these extreme all or nothing. I got to save it all right now. You know, yeah, no, that's what you a good do point. is you, you just stress test yourself, you know, regularly and you just save a little more and a little more. And that's what I do. I just put more and more away and, you know, magically oftentimes in the universe, things get absorbed. I mean, for example, if you get a stimulus check for 600 bucks and that's, how does it work? It's it, that's per person, including kids, right? So yeah. I don't, so like a family of four, two adults, two kids would be like $2,400. Well, if you're currently working and you didn't need that money right. anyways, and it's tax free, what a phenomenal bucket of money Definitely. to save, to invest, not to buy the hottest new electric bike. Right. You, I'm pointing at you, not you, Tan. I'm just you, everybody, <laughs> everybody in their freaking electric bikes. When is everybody going to learn that that's not actually exercise? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I hate to Sorry. be mean, but, you know. <laughs> get outside. It, we need to get outside and exercise. Get one of those old-fashioned bikes where you actually have to try. <laughs> Pedal. <laughs> ter- no, I got I one totally... of those things. It's terrible. 
No, I totally agree. And we met with a client just recently that mentioned she just was very honest. She said, you know what? I've been out of control. I've been spending too much money. And it's an emotional response to what's going on around us. And so maybe that's even the first step. Just being aware of what you're spending on a daily basis. Another thing that I've done in the past is I try to go several days, if possible, without even swiping my card. Like I just say, nope, I'm not going to buy oh, anything. That's cool. Yeah, I do and that it's with, kind of fun. It kind of is a challenge. Like, how long can I go without I spending any it. money? Yeah. The um. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, it works. But there, there are some things that we need to really focus on. Uh, this is a great time to start getting organized. Um, you know, if we're organized, <laughs> then we have the mental clarity and the the ability to work on you know saving money. Um, right. So just even preparing for what happens if your spouse passes away, you need to talk about it. We need to figure out right. what your income is going to look like. Um, do you even know what your finances look like? Do you know what accounts you have? Do you have life insurance? Do you have a trust in place? Do you have a power of attorney, a health directive? Um, do you know how to even log in online? and check your accounts on a regular basis? Or does your spouse take care of that for you? Do you know about your ongoing bills? Would you be able to uh, continue paying those on time um, and not ruin your credit when you know something happens to your spouse? Those are some very important things that we yeah. really need to take physical inventory of um, and get organized. Well, geez, you, uh, that was a can of worms. Oh, that, that, wait. <laughs> we could do three shows to unpack all of that. I know this is the, a lot um, of information, but it's really in- interesting. Well, I think the, I think what I kind of took from it though, is <clears throat> the more that someone can do now is so important because we all kind of get on this, this, this thought process that, Oh, you know what? I, I can just save, 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 and then I'll be 65 and it's all going to just work out the way it works out. But the reality is maybe 2020 is the perfect example of this is things happen. Right. And so we have to be prepared for these unexpected events. Uh, the one you brought up earlier is probably coin the sandwich generation that's that's all of a sudden you find yourself taking care of your kids and taking care of your parents you know right. something that we all you know don't necessarily plan for exactly or hope it doesn't happen but you know maybe due to the pandemic all of a sudden one of the kids is back at the house or isn't working and needs money and you know grandma's not doing so hot kind of a thing and you find yourself um i mean <clears throat> yeah i mean to that point i just had a client retire early because She's going to take care of her mother. You know, <clears throat> so those things happen. Um, but I think that uncertainty, unexpected events are things that we all need to be prepared for. So the more that you can do while things are okay yeah, is huge. Definitely. Like I even feel like just try to work as long as possible. Even if it's just working a shorter schedule, you know, maybe shorter hours during the day or a shorter week, um, just working as long as possible, um, just to keep yourself, you know, bringing in the income. Yeah. So you're saying bring home the bacon. Yeah, absolutely. As long as possible. The, well, you know, it's, it, you know, it's funny is I'm personally totally against that because I'm going to retire at 35. <laughs> the problem is I'm 40. The, um, the, the, <laughs> it was a, it was a grand idea. Right. The, um, it was, it was before, I was encouraged to have so many children and then realized that I'd be working forever myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm setting up the, the super sandwich. 
<laughs> my, my sandwich is like a foot long. The um, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Sorry, geez, this is going downhill quick. Right, but the um, but like Susie Orman, I remember a number of years ago. See, we always we always play with these numbers, right? I don't know. You retire when you're sixty, and then it then like for some reason sixty five sounded like the magic retirement year. Oh, people retire at sixty five. Um, and I remember not that long ago, but a few years ago, when when Susie Orman was still kind of in the prime of her, we'll say, visual TV career. Um, all of a sudden she came up with the, Hey everybody, bad news bears here. Uh, the new retirement age is over the age of 70. And I remember thinking, Whoa, what? That stinks. And when you went into her rationale, her rationale was really what Tana's talking about. And that is, you know, people aren't saving enough. Um, people don't have enough resources. Pensions have gone away. Social security is not as much because you entered the workforce late whatever the thing is is people just aren't prepared enough by 65 then when you overlay life expectancy increasing remember you go back 50 years ago if you retired at 65 you also got to die at 65 and so (laughs) it was very convenient that you didn't have to have that much saved exactly you know i mean back then the social security thought they had invented the most genius right. thing they're like hey you get pay social security at 65 <laughs> but everyone dies at 64 so we don't have you to know? pay out We're much like, Woo-hoo! you know all of that stuff has changed i mean there's scenarios that if you retire in your early 60s there's scenarios where you're retired longer than the years you worked oh yeah absolutely you're right so how do you how do you finance that how much money did you have to save what are the resources you have to get through that it can be really challenging and so that's what Tana's saying what Susie Orman was saying is all about this you know life expectancy longevity the the issue of undersaving money I would say the other thing I would add to that Tana though is um I don't want people working you know over the age of 65 doing things that are stressful you know if you're doing a stressful job that you hate that's just one way to kill yourself i agree um but the opposite exists that by just working or volunteering or doing something definitely it gives you stimuli right it keeps that brain ticking it keeps your body in motion it It gives gives you purpose purpose to get up and get out the door i totally agree and that that can be very interesting that can really help you from a surviving a long time kind of thing yeah, I mean, it'll really lift your spirit. Everybody, you know, needs to have a purpose and have a meaningful day and feel like they're contributing or even, you know, especially women, we we like to nurture, we like to take care of people. So, it, you know, finding that somehow, some way, even if it's not a heavy, heavy job. Okay, here's an article, uh, 2000 or from last year from NBC News. Women invest 40% less than men. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, There's probably a lot of factors that feed into that, Um, whether it's because they're using their sole income to take care of a family, including possibly aging parents. Um, Also, you know, they they make less money that just bottom line, they make less, Um, whether it's part time work or just a lower paying job, Um, although statistics are showing that, um, you know, more women are um, in executive level positions um, than they were a couple years ago. So there is growth, um, but there's also definitely that challenge. No, that's true. We're about to have a woman president too. Yeah, no, this is gonna be very interesting. 
very you interesting. Get the joke. Did you get the joke? <laughs> yes, oh, or, I got the or, joke. Or, or, or was it just not a joke? And it's that's not a joke. There was no laugh to you. <laughs> There's. It's not a joke. <laughs> that's, that's not a joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> that's funny. Eggs. Uh, the um, you know, it's so funny. I um, not to bore everyone. With political banter but i someone sent me this picture recently where where it showed like uh, clinton and and obama and bush um and all these people of what they looked like in the beginning of their presidency and then the end and it was interesting because you know i mean especially like obama he grayed so much you really saw him aging through the process um and then they showed biden in the beginning and then the end of biden's term it was a picture of Kamala and I thought that that was funny (laughs) you're terrible (laughs) well it's like I don't care I just thought it was funny the um anyways so uh, let's see what else we got here oh look Allianz did a study um what does it say women who have a financial service professional say 90% of women said they would recommend having a financial professional to another woman 86% 86% said they felt more confident about prepare, being prepared for their financial future. And 82% said set financial goals and determine the way that they achieve them. So it sounds like, you know, one of the things that is beneficial is that, you know, if you're a woman and you're trying to do these things, obviously the team approach helps. And I think this is a universal yeah, thought absolutely. for everybody. Um, you know, get some help. Call Tana. Well, She's knowledge. A, she, Knowledge is so important. If someone can help you understand investments, how it all works, what type of investments you have, red, yellow, green money, um, things that, you know, really bring to light big picture perspective, then you'll have less fear. You'll just, you know, feel better about the whole entire plan and really have something to work towards. I think you need to visualize what you're working towards. Yeah. And, and you, Uh, It almost goes back to the beginning of our conversation. You have to do everything you can to eliminate emotion from your financial decisions. Absolutely. Working with someone like Tana or myself is a huge way to do that because we don't use emotion in these decisions. We use the facts and mysteriously (laughs) facts generally work better than emotions. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, even being overly conservative. You know, it's it's the perfect example. I had some people's kids come in and I don't know what's wrong with you millennials out there. <laughs> Stinking weird. Now, I can say that. Uh, now, be fair. I, I, I'm technically the first year of millennials. <laughs> 1981. So I can criticize them. Now, granted, I did read there's some kind of subsect of millennials. The first few years or there were I don't know. They're like. I don't know, we're tech deficient millennials or something because even though we're a millennial, we didn't actually have any technology when we grew up. <laughs> um, but anyways, what is wrong with millennials? I don't know. So they come in. Yeah, I get I get a lot of children uh, of the, my parent clients that come in and I would be I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how many we'll say late 20 year olds, early 30 year olds come in and they'll have a retirement account, an IRA, 401k kind of account. Now, for perspective, let's uh, quiz Tana. Tana, if you own a retirement account, let's say a 401k, how old do you have to be before you can start taking money out of it? 59 and a half without penalty. 
59 and a half, right? So it's a long time. So if you're only 30, you basically got 30 years before you're technically allowed to touch it. And I have these millennials come in. They'll be like, I was wondering how I could buy some CDs inside of my IRA. Are are you aware of of a a high paying money market account? And it's like. It's so confusing to me because I'm thinking, what what are we what? What are we talking about here? here? (laughs) You have 30 years. Show me the 30 year time period in the S&P 500 where it didn't return a phenomenal return. Markets go up over time. Now, look, trying to invest between now and and next Tuesday, that's called gambling. Right. We don't know what's going to happen in the short term. But if you have time periods, markets will go up. Hell, you want to know one good reason why markets will go up in the end over the next number of years? Inflation makes markets go up, right? Because what is the stock market? The stock market is the net result of a company making money. So if there is 10 cents inflation on a cheeseburger at McDonald's, so McDonald's sells it for 10 cents more, even though they paid for the cost, if the bottom line ends up being more than it was yesterday, they make more money, they report higher earnings, people say hot dog, look at how well, oh, I shouldn't have said hot dog with McDonald's. I should be more of a wiener schnitzel thing. Um, uh, they say, oh, cheeseburger, McDonald's, and and mysteriously life goes on. You know, inflation can drive the markets up. It, yeah. it, it just, it makes me crazy. So anyways, somehow I went down a rabbit hole there. I apologize. No, it's good. It's all good. I was fired up. Fired up. <laughs> the, um... Anyways, what we're going to do, I I think for the sake of all the listeners on here, um, Tana and I do do some very detailed presentations on women's finances. We call it our Empowering Women Workshop. Uh, We're going to be putting that back together and launching it here pretty quickly. So if anybody's interested in it, shoot us an email and we'll make sure that we invite you to be able to view that that webinar when it is available, um, because I think this is good content for everybody. Definitely. And um but yeah, so, geez, Louise, yeah, and it's like time passes, and I have no idea what we talked about. I just feel like I was <laughs> ranting about stuff. Did, did, uh, did we did we accomplish anything? I don't yes, know. we did. No, we did. All right, all right. We wanna we wanna all thank Tana for the 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 sound soothing voice of Tana to keep the show under control. You know, reel it back sound, in. Uh, I'm using emotions. Tana's using facts. And that's, that's the problem here. Right. Emotions never come over well. So, um, but I think that's good for the moment. We appreciate all of our listeners. Once again, happy, happy, happy new year. Yes. Um, We're excited. You know, positive vibes. We hope this is going to be a great year. You know, all the, all the merits and bones are there for this to be a good year. Hopefully, you know, nothing too crazy, too unexpected happens. And, um, you know, we appreciate all of our listeners. If you have any questions, certainly email us. Um, the easiest way to get a hold of us is actually probably going to our website, the lindgroup.com. Lind is L Y N D. You can call the main office 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. And that way we can, uh, we'll get a hold of you and we can help you out and all is well. So we'll, uh, we'll be back same time, same place next week. All right. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com.
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.